I'm Josh. I'm Kristen. And this is episode 30. Yeah, I'm excited too. The it, big 3 I know, it's like another milestone. Yeah, and it's Friday the 13th. Yes, one of our favorite days. Yeah, a you Jason know. Voorhees marathon is coming. Yes, <laughs> of course. Every It's our tradition, right? Yeah, right? I don't let Friday the 13th scare me, even though I've had some bad things maybe happen to me on Friday the 13th. Same. I look forward to it. Yeah, it's kind of like having like a mini Halloween. It, 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 it has the same vibe. A little bit. I love it. It's like a little, here's a little, here's a little Halloween. All right. I'll sit at home and watch, you know, Jason yeah, all day. I wish we could get him off. I wish, I wish society was so scared of December 13th. Every time it was a Friday 13th, we got it off. It should be that way, like a little holiday. Yeah. But, you know, first we got to make Halloween a holiday. Yeah, for sure. Halloween should be a holiday. It's at least the day after. <laughs> well, but now you got people that want to change Halloween to like the last Saturday of October. Yeah, I'm not for that. It is the 31st. I'm kind of, I'm kind of not for it, but I'm a little bit open ears to. All right, I'll hear you out. You know what I mean? I mean, if y'all are gonna bring back trick or treating. Yeah. If you guys are going to bring back trick-or-treating, but it becomes the tradition that you go trick-or-treating the last Saturday of October. Yeah. Okay. That's what you'll do? That's I'll do that, but we're still having Halloween on the 31st. I mean. Okay, well, that's because Kristen likes to party. <laughs> that's, no. <laughs> Gotta have a Halloween party. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like on Halloween. Like that whole day feel. I mean, it is the trick or treat. All right. I re- Ooh. What was that? I don't know. We just heard like a weird. Something. Anyway. Like a rattle. <laughs> anyway, so I, I retract my statement. Okay. <laughs> the ghost scared out of you. No, I had, was already on that thought process. I think no matter, like it's so special to me. Like it's Halloween, and we're like even now waiting on the trick or treaters to come. Yeah. You know we can't go. No, we're doing like this year. It's on a Sunday. Yeah. I don't. There's hate gonna be that. a lot of people that hate that though. I don't hate that. Yeah, because the thing is, what you you go you trick or treat what up till nine? Right. I think that's kind of the like oh no rule of thumb. Right, like you can at least agree to like okay, it's Halloween. My kids can stay up a little bit late yeah. on Sunday night and get some candy. Right. Don't be all fuddy muddy. Right. And bring back <laughs> trick or treating. Anyway, we're off on a tangent. Yeah. Wow. That would just open it up. Hot fire. <laughs> This, this is how we feel. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of strong opinions on Halloween. Well, uh, so I finally made Kristen pay me up for um, winning trivia. Yeah, and double or nothing, so we got two prizes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and since I'm a big kid, obviously, you know, I got toys. Yeah, toys. That's always his go-to. We can't go to Target without I got a hatchet, figurine. Yeah? Yeah, Victor What's Crowley. What's his name? Victor Crowley. Oh, okay. He's basically like a new version of Jason Voorhees. It's like a, you know, I mean, that's yeah. kind of a hatch it's going for. It's like a new era, Jason. You know, Friday Thirteenth. I can see that. You just put a little mask on him, and, and 
I got a little uh, Ash Campbell from yeah. Evil Dead figurine. That was my vote for what you should get because he's cool with the chainsaw hand. Yeah, he's got the chainsaw hand. He's holding a little yeah. shotgun. So now your little collection's growing. You got that awesome Jason, which I'm really proud of you for not taking that out of the box. Yeah, I know. The Super Duper Secret Hiding Place Studios is looking... Uh, yeah, it's looking cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, we've been making a lot of... Uh, really cool additions to the room. Yeah, for sure. And I do like your little horror dolls. But I am just an old school. I think you shouldn't take them out of the package. Well, I didn't take the Jason one out of the package. But no, I I'm glad you didn't take the Jason one out of the package because that one's more cool. I just want, they're cool. I want to play with them. No, I get it. But I guess I was, you know, I was uh, raised to not take them out of the package. You know what? They're just in the attic sure, now. I'm pretty sure these Target toys won't really have, uh, you know, value in 20 you years. You <laughs> The Hatchet series could, like, have a huge mainstream blow up. Yeah, maybe. I'll still have the toy. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, so speaking of trivia. Yeah, speaking of trivia. Okay, so we're giving away our, the trivia game that we played. Yeah. On top of that, we're giving away a horror-themed stash box coming pre-stashed. Yeah. Also, a bag of our Devil's Divine coffee. Yeah. Which is going to be all free to you, shipping and handling, everything. We're going to send it straight to you. Yeah. But you're going to have to uh, enter yeah, and let so me tell them how they're gonna enter. All right, so for one entry, you're gonna share our Facebook post and follow our Facebook page. Yeah. For two entries. All right, for two. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Okay, yeah, just go to YouTube and subscribe. Yep, and for three entries, you can buy a bag of Devil's Divine Coffee from Griffith Roasting Company, okay. either from them or from our Etsy shop. Okay. With code Haunted Haze. Yeah. Code so, Haunted Haze. if you do all three of those things, you share the post, you like our page, you subscribe to YouTube, and you buy a bag of coffee, yep. you get 10 entries for the grand prize. Oh, so 10 entries. Total. Right. If you do all of those things, you get 10 entries. We're going to draw the names after you have until August 31st. Okay, so the 10 entries means their name 10 times. Yes. And what? The Super Duper Secret Box. Yeah, we're going to pull your name from the Super Duper Secret Box. Yeah. Yes. So if you do all of those things, your name will go in there 10 times. Right, yeah. So it's pretty easy. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make a post on Facebook. All you have to do is share it. Yep. You share it. You make sure you like the page. Yeah. You subscribe to YouTube and you buy a bag of coffee. It's pretty simple. Even if you, you know, if you just want to share the post, get your name in there one time. You know. Yeah. It's whatever it. you want to do. Yeah, we think this is gonna be fun. I think it'd be a uh, fun chance because obviously we're not gonna come. Continue to do the same trivia uh, card questions, right? right? We've done it. We've yeah, answered so the questions. Yeah, so we're actually kind of uh, looking into new trivia cards. Right. So So why, why not give this one away? It's kind of like a little thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you've had fun. Plus, we're going to give you a stash box and some coffee on top of that, all for free. 
just share uh, our post. And the stash box is going to come with that pre-stash, which means you're getting the jar, the cones, the oh, wax cool. melts, the lighter, the Palo Santo. Yeah, so you're getting a little bit of uh, Griffith Roasted Company, yep. you're getting a little bit of Hippie Haze, and you're getting a little bit of Haunted Haze. Yep, so. it's a little bundle, and I'm super stoked, and it gives everybody a chance to buy our coffee from Griffith Roasting Company, Devil's Divine. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Griffith Roasting Company, or you can check them out at Griffith Roasting Company, griffith-roasting-company.square.site. Awesome. Yeah, check them out. You have until August 31st. We're going to give you until August 31st to enter. Yeah. And so August 31st, that's the deadline. Yeah. Uh, this is all just a little thank you for listening to the podcast. And we're hoping to, you know, you can help us grow the podcast to get more listeners. Yeah. Uh, we definitely appreciate you taking the time to check us out. There's a lot of haunted things out there, but uh, we're trying to bring our own little sense of humor to it, I think. Right. Like, just because we're scared doesn't mean we can't laugh about being scared, right? I think <laughs> right. everybody needs to be scared. For sure. I mean, it is good for you, but I hate it. Yeah, I think it's healthy. Like, you need a, you need a nice little scare. You're not real excited mean, like, about that new scary movie. <laughs> yeah, we, that's not, that's a different, that's not the same. Ooh, yeah, that new movie coming out called Malignant. Oh, God, I'm scared. That looks good. Yeah, I can't wait for Ooh. it. Well, I'm a chicken. Right. Well, okay, so today's topic, uh, this is kind of close to home in a way for me and Kristen because we both consider ourselves artists and we like yeah. to paint. Uh, this is haunted paintings. Yeah. And it's pretty interesting, like, how, like, a painting could be haunted. For sure. It's something that, you know, you don't really think. I mean, yes, objects can be haunted, but you don't really think, like, I have this picture hanging in my house, and that's what's causing these ghosts. Well, in some ways it makes sense to me because, like, I could, if I was going to haunt anything, I could totally see myself haunting one of the paintings that I've created, especially one of the ones that I spent a lot of time on. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. And honestly, we're going to share these paintings that we talk about on our Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, some and of, some of really them, you look at It's kind of like, okay, yeah, duh, this one's haunted. Right. <laughs> and honestly, the very first one we're going to talk about, The Anguish Man. Oh, uh, yeah. This, one's, see this one's pretty famous. Yeah. Uh, but still, this one is a, like, I don't even understand where you get the inspiration for this. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Perhaps one of the most haunted paintings in the world, the anguished man has accumulated many scary stories. No one knows who exactly painted the piece, but it's known that the artist mixed his blood into the paint, and soon after the painting was finished, he committed suicide. Oh, man. The owner of the painting, Sean Robinson, said that he inherited it from his grandmother, who believed it to be cursed. When the man hung up the piece in his bedroom, the family started hearing whispers and crying at night. Jeez. As well as seeing a shadow figure. That's crazy. I mean, it's horrifying. And to know that his blood is, like, mixed in it and he was obviously in a dark place. He killed himself after, like... Right. That's, yeah. you know, and it's like that emotion you put into the painting. That's why it makes sense that it could be haunted. Yeah, and I mean... And then the fact that his blood is still connected to it. I mean, that's yeah. still, you know. It's still on it. Your blood is your life, right? Okay, so unfortunately, this painting, next painting, uh, it, it's untitled. And the guy's name is impossible to say, really. It's uh, Zitzla Betskinski. Hey, it sounded pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> but this one's pretty terrifying. It looks like a gateway to hell. Yeah. Uh, like we said, we'll definitely uh, post pictures on social medias 
Uh, so you Wait. can see all these uh, paintings. So ZB's nightmarishly unique art seems like scenes from hell themselves, but it's the legend surrounding them that makes people think that the pieces are cursed. The Polish painter did not title any of his paintings and reportedly burned a selection of them in his backyard without showing anyone. Betsinski's life was shrouded in tragedy, too, as his wife died in 1998 and his son committed suicide a, a year later. Wow. Six years later, the artist was found murdered in his apartment. There are people who believe that anyone who looks at the paintings for longer than a minute will die soon. Oh, gosh. Like, sometimes I'm just not going to take my chances. Yeah, right. You know, I'll look for maybe 30 seconds because I feel like that gives me a good... <laughs> Okay, I definitely didn't look at it for a minute, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're wrong. What if it, you know. All right, next. All right. The Rain Woman, Svetlana Tellitz. She's pretty creepy looking. Yeah, I mean, she looks like a like kind nun. of like a yeah, like a big black hat raining. You know, I hate being called in the rain. The painter Svetlana Tellitz revealed that she finished the picture in just about five hours all while feeling like her hand was being guided by someone else. Wow. Everyone who owned the painting reportedly would return it, complaining of insomnia, feelings of sadness, and being watched. Wow. That's pretty horrifying. Yeah, Like, absolutely. and then, what did her normal paintings look like? <laughs> yeah, were they just, like, pretty little, like, flowers? Like, yeah, like, real arts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going dark today, guys. All right, so number four. Uh, Man Proposes, God Disposes by Edwin Henry Landseer. The painting itself depicts a gruesome scene, an imagined ending to the Sir John Franklin's expedition in 1845 that disappeared without a trace. However, that isn't the only mystery related to this piece of art. The picture is housed at Royal Holloway, University of London, where it's covered with a Union flag every exam season. The reason behind it, rumors say that in the 1970s, one student committed suicide after staring at the painting. He allegedly left a note behind saying, the polar bears made me do it. Other students reportedly feeling uneasy and upset while sitting next to it. I've never even gotten like a vibe off a painting like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean this one, it's just, it's interesting, it just looks like a, a giant polar bear is like tearing up a ship. Yeah. So. It's kind of like you wouldn't expect that one to be the haunted painting. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of scary. I mean, polar bears are terrifying. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're cute. The Hands Resist Him, Bill Stoneham. This one is creepy. Yeah, it's like with these two little children uh, kind of standing in front of a window, and you can see, like, these kind of ghostly hands. and Yeah, like Maybe behind. a little bit of, like, a silhouette you know, all the figures behind them. But it's like a bunch of hands. But even this, like, you can tell that these are doll. Like, this one's definitely a doll. It's really creepy. It is Definitely creepy. check it out. Yeah, one of, the ch one of the children looks like a doll. They both look like they're crying. Bill Stoneham painted The Hands Resist Him in 1972. But in February 2000, it became known as eBay's Haunted Painting. The painting was described as haunted because the previous owners reported that the characters in the picture would move at night, to the point of completely leaving the frame. 
The painter of the piece also claims that both the owner of the gallery in which the painting was first displayed and the art critic who reviewed the painting died within a year after looking at the picture. Can you imagine if you had a painting of two kids and you go and look at the painting and the kids aren't in the picture? Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Like, that's terrifying. All right, so number six. Replica of Love Letters by Richard Keane. And it kind of just looks like a little, you know, like pretty... Like a girl, yeah. You know, six-year-old girl of flowers. The painting is displayed at Driscoll Hotel in Austin, Texas, a site where a U.S. Senator's four-year-old daughter, Samantha Houston, fell down a flight of stairs to her death in 1887. Although the painting doesn't depict Samantha, many believe that her spirit haunts the picture, and some even say that both girls looked alike. People who stay at the hotel report that the painting's expressions change. People feel uneasy and even sick after looking at it for too long. Wow. Some even reported seeing a phantom of a little girl playing with the ball. I mean, that's any kind of painting that you're telling me changes. Yeah. I'm freaked. Yeah, and it does make sense that maybe a little girl would, like, haunt what she thinks looks like her, you know what I mean? Right. It's also interesting, it's always, like, when you look at something for too long. Yeah. And you kind of start seeing the intricacies of the painting. Right. I think that's what's interesting about paintings, to me, is not, like, necessarily the overall picture, but sometimes maybe looking at the brush strokes. Oh, I know. Sometimes it's amazing if you look at it. You look at it like that, and you don't see the whole picture yeah. because of how it's done sometimes. But then, yeah. like, you step back, and you're like, wow, that was how they did That's wild that yeah, they did it that yeah, way. A lot of times, sometimes, like, I would never even have thought of doing it that way. You know right. Mean? Some artists really, I mean. It's, yeah. Some, they, it is beautiful what they can do. Yeah, painting is, a, is an amazing medium. Especially the people who can do, like, the photorealism. Oh, uh, yeah, photorealism. That's crazy. Is, is, yeah. And photorealism tattoos, honestly. All right. Any photorealism to me is amazing. Yeah. That's not my uh, forte. (laughs) No, I'm far from that. The Crying Boy, Giovanni Bragolin. Yes, we've actually seen one of these paintings at the Zach Bagans Museum. Yeah, we did. And they like... They catch the places on fire. Yeah. And so they had it set up where hopefully it wouldn't catch the place on fire. (laughs) The Crying Boy is a painting by Italian artist Giovanni Bragolin. A man behind a group of paintings known as Crying Boys. Prints of the Crying Boy were mass-produced in the 1950s, and a strange report surrounding the picture soon followed. British newspaper The Sun reported that firefighters would often find this picture in the ruins of the burn houses, the prints being completely unscathed. Many believed that the images attract fire and misery, and the boys in the pictures were unhappy. I mean, wow. obviously, they're all crying, and look, they, I mean, they do look sad as shit. It's like... It's supposed to be based off of uh, that Giovanni Bragolian. It's uh, maybe a boy that he kind of adopted. He was like an orphan boy that he found oh, on the street. Oh, yeah. And he allegedly, like, helped him around. Uh, but for whatever reason, he disappeared, and uh, he kept painting pictures of the boy. Oh. But any kind of man painting pictures of children always... It is a little weird. Weirds me out a little bit. Yeah. All right, so number eight. The Bernardo de Galvez painting by Unknown Artist. 
Those are always weird too when the artist is unknown. Yeah, so this guy looks like a, you know, maybe a, a Spanish conquistador. Okay. Some type of admiral yeah. in the navy, maybe. Definitely in the military. Okay. Let's let's see what he's so scary. The painting is placed at Hotel Galvez in Galveston, Texas. And that's the second time we've been to Texas. Yeah. And many guests have reported strange occurrences around the picture. Some say that when walking past the painting, the eyes would follow them, or that standing next to it, they would make them feel very cold and uneasy. But perhaps the weirdest fact about this painting is that whenever people would take photos of it, the photograph would turn out to be blurred. However, people who managed to get a clear image of it said that it all took for them to accomplish such a feat was to ask the portrait for permission to take a picture. It's not so scary. Like you're just talking about blurry pictures. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> this other guy's burning houses, uh, houses down, down. And coming out without any damage. Right. Number nine, the dead mother, Edvard Munch. I mean, you're just going for it when I think when you name it that, right? Yeah, but, I mean, you look at it, and it's like a little girl covering her ears, and I guess this is her dead mother laying in the bed behind her. Okay, like her mother passed away in bed, and she's just now having an experience with that. I mean, that's definitely some trauma for children. Absolutely. The painter behind this piece, Edvard Munch, is also the author of the famous The Scream piece. Oh, wow. The subjects in the painting, a dead mother and her child, possibly represent the devastating consequences of tuberculosis, a disease that devastated Scandinavia. Wow. Many report that in the eyes of the child seem to follow them, and some say that at times you can hear the sheets on the bed rustle. That's weird. That's the first painting you can hear. Yeah, right? That's creepy. All right. And so finally, number 10, uh, again, untitled by Laura P. Mm. Laura P. painted this piece while referencing James's kid's photograph that he took in 1994. The original image contained a wagon and a headless figure, who some believed was a ghost. The painter, as if possessed by some power, recreated the painting without thinking why she was doing it. After the piece was finished, The artist reported many unfortunate events happening around the painting. Papers going missing, mysterious leaks, objects falling and breaking were just some of the incidents happening to the artist. Some people believe that the spirit captured in the original photograph is haunting the painting. Wow. I mean, it does look like a weird headless man. Yeah, I mean, you can... Like, maybe he got, like, executed or something? It definitely seems like Just kind of you can standing. see his legs and feet, and it looks like his arms are kind of behind his body. And, uh, and and also, if they're saying there was no man back there, that's definitely weird. Absolutely. It'd be different if they said, oh, we took a picture of Grandpa and his head didn't show up. You know? Yeah, that uh, would be I'd like, well, okay, that's a camera. The camera just question. didn't get the whole image. Unless, like, later he died via decapitation. Wow, but that's weird that not only is there a creepy uh, photograph of it, it's when they replicated the photograph and painting it still is on it. Yeah. That's that's strange. Well, there you go. There's uh, ten uh, haunted, haunted paintings. paintings. I mean, obviously there's more out there. You know, that's yeah. just kind of a sample. But it's just kind of more or less to kind of talk about, like, the fact that objects 
can be haunted. And it makes sense, like we said, like just so much emotion goes into your paintings. Yeah, especially when it's like personal right. uh, turmoil and the paintings are haunted. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. Like, it makes I, w- sense. I wouldn't want to see that English man painting in real life, I don't think. Well, it's like that other painting, The Scream, yeah. that we talked about. Yeah. I think that's probably why they didn't add that to that list is because they wanted to talk about his lesser-known painting. That's also known, known to be haunted. Right. That's that's interesting. But that's, a, you know, where the guy's, like, on the bridge yeah. holding his face and it's weird-looking. It, that was the same guy who did The Dead Mother. Right. Yeah. Uh, it just makes me wonder, like, what were you thinking? Like, what were you going through to even, like, see that? You know, or, like, to envision that. Right. You know? Or a lot of times, I think some artists maybe just, like that one lady said, just kind of let the paint brush go. Yeah, and, and see what happens. what I painted. Yeah, that's interesting. I've tried to do that before, and I've definitely had some good results, but to me it's a little bit more harder not knowing, like, initially what I'm going to kind of paint. Yeah, and, like, if just If anything, starting. I kind of, like, get halfway through and then I'm like no I actually want to paint this yeah it kind of changes up but yeah I feel like I'm not creative in that way where I can just like start with a blank canvas and just start and see where I end up (laughs) I want to do that thing where we both paint a painting yeah and we like every 10 minutes we swap paintings with each other Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like we both start on a picture. And we do different parts of it. Yeah, and then after ten minutes we swap and don't tell. You can do whatever you want to in the with the painting in that ten minutes. That's it. That would be fun. I think. Yeah, I think we should do it. Okay, that's it. All right. All right. So, what about uh, everybody listening? Uh, tell us. Have you have you ever seen a haunted painting? Can right. I, you know. Do you know? Did your grandma have a haunted painting? You know, yeah. or a painting that just creeped you out? For sure. If you have a picture of it, we would love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, you can always send it to hauntedhazepodcast at gmail.com. Right. Uh, hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And also check out our Etsy shop, Pippi Hay Studio. We've been go. We've been selling some stash boxes lately. Yeah, you know. Obviously, like if you're looking for a haunted painting, we're making them. So <laughs> check out ABA Studio. Uh, yeah, we definitely have some awesome paintings on there, though. I I feel like I, I feel like we did good. I agree. Yeah, uh, definitely paint- check it out. You can always uh, support the podcast that way. For sure, I love it. I love that how painting has come to you. Yeah, thank you. You know what else has come to me? What? Wanting to go camping. Oh, it's way too hot for that. It has been hot. Who's been camping this summer, right? Yeah. It is summer, so that's traditionally something that you do. Yeah, you know, at some point in my life, sleeping in the tent became less appealing. Well, you know what's even less appealing? Sleeping in a tent at a haunted campsite. Oh, for sure. That is scary. So what about the seven haunted campsites we found in the United States alone? Well, the first is the Holy Ghost Campground in New Mexico. I think the name just kind of gives it away right Right. there. One would expect a campground called the Holy Ghost to be inhabited by a spirit or two. This legendary haunt in New Mexico's Santa Fe National Forest delivers. Rumor has it that Catholic priests have stalked the ground since the 17th century. Competing theories presume that the priests either slaughtered or was slaughtered by the area's native Pueblo people in a fight for their land. In the century since, reports of spine-tingling activity at the site have snowballed from paranormal sightings to real-life disappearances. 
Apparitions aside, religious or otherwise, the Holy Ghost Campground is a memorable place to sleep in view of the rugged Pico Mountains in an hour east of Santa Fe. That sounds awesome. Just ignore the shadowy figure in your periphery. I don't know. That's on my list of places I want to go. (laughs) Yeah, I would love to. I mean, I definitely want to go camp in the desert. All right, number two. Antietam Creek Campsite, Maryland. The Battle of Antietam was the Civil War's bloodiest. In a single day, more than 23,000 soldiers were wounded or killed at Antietam Creek near Sharpsburg, Maryland. Battlefield sites like Bloody Lane, where some of the most brutal casualties occurred, can only be described as haunting. Some even say they're haunted. At the nearby Antietam Creek campsite, Historical horror buffs can one-up war reenactors by spending a night with Antium's actual soldiers, or their ghosts anyway. Campers have reportedly seen undead soldiers, heard phantom gunfire, and experienced other military activity at the campsite, such as marching, which sits right beside the Potomac River and Chesapeake and Ohio Canal National Historic Park. Wow. Yeah, I've seen photos of, like, the Gettysburg uh, ghosts recently. Yeah, recently? Yeah, so absolutely, I can see how the Civil War has ghosts. Is that where they you see, like, the video of the ghost man, like, walking? Yeah, and, and like shoot. Yeah, those are, like, and really... And they can hear, like, the pow, pow. Yes. Like, like, those are really convincing to me. Yeah, it definitely seems like something so tragic and so... Uh, it could just leave an imprint on time somehow. Right. Yeah. Number three is the Hermit Park in Colorado. Fans of The Shining will recognize the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado, as the inspiration behind Stephen King's bestseller. Fewer known. The, fewer know the legend of the Hermit Park Campground, about ten minutes east of the hotel along Route 36 which is said to be haunted by a man nicknamed Dutch Lewis. As the story goes, cowboys lynched Dutch Lewis for squatting on the then ranch, stealing cattle in the turn of the 20th century. The myth has been debunked as a scary story based loosely on the German homesteader John Jacoby, who was actually quite social for a supposed hermit. Dutch Lewis, on the other hand, is not exactly known for making friends. Wow. So, it's like, you can go stay at the Stanley Hotel, or you can also go stay at a scary campground ten minutes away. (laughs) So, Big Moose Lake in New York. The scariest ghost stories generally begin with real-life horrors, such as the case with Big Moose Lake. There in 1906, 23-year-old Chester Gillette murdered 20-year-old Grace Brown, a secret girlfriend who'd gotten pregnant. He refused to marry and then lured to the lake under the guise of a romantic getaway. The ensuing trial was a Chicago-style scandal that rocked upstate New York. Gillette was found guilty and sentenced to the electric chair, while Brown supposedly hung around to haunt the lakefront. Ghost chasers can pitch a tent at a primitive campsite by Big Moose Lake for a shot at their own encounter. Here's a pro tip. Seeing a chorus of the Ballad of Big Moose Lake around a campfire, the popular folk song inspired by our tragedy, might just convince Brown to make an appearance. No. That's creepy. I'm not going to try. 
I'm not gonna try to convince them to come. Yeah, you just say away. <laughs> Number five, Lake Marina Campground, California. Rumors of paranormal activity at this San Diego County campground have been flying around for decades, much like the levitating bodies some have claimed to seem there. A 1983 San Diego Union article recounts some of the creepier sightings. Disembodied footsteps, floating christening gowns, and self-turning doorknobs. In true horror film fashion, a woman in white is also said to haunt the area. Mm-hmm. Oh. Terrifying? Absolutely. But according to those who have seen her, there are worse campground neighbors, undead or alive. The woman in white reportedly keeps her to herself, woefully stalking the shoreline in nearby woods. Bradley Pond, Virginia. By day, Bradley Pond is a pleasant place to cast a fishing line in George Washington and Jefferson National Forest. After dark, it's the stuff of camping nightmares, or Halloween dreams as the case may be. Some overnighters claim to have seen dark, levitating figures by the pond. Wow. Others say they've heard children laughing sinisterly. And at least one paranormal investigator was left reeling for weeks after spending a night there. Though Bradley Pond has long been considered one of the most haunted places in Virginia, creepy occurrences have become more common in recent years. Ever since a grisly pond-side murder took place in 2003. You know, like the... I feel like anywhere in the East... Like the northeast, yeah, like they're history. all haunted. Can't say anywhere that's Who knows haunted. what they brought from with them from like Europe, you know what I mean? Like those people that settled there. That's true. Like they could have brought a haunted painting from Europe. Yeah. Freetown Fall River State Forest, Massachusetts. Yeah, this one's I've heard about this one. Southeastern Massachusetts is home to its very own Bermuda Triangle. A 200-square-mile region that not- that's notorious for paranormal activity. 45 miles south of Boston, Freetown Fall River State Forest occupies one corner of the so-called Bridgetown Triangle, and it's allegedly occupied by all things supernatural. Ghosts, demon dogs, UFOs, glowing orbs, Bigfoot, balls of fire, giant snakes, Satanic cults, name your fear, and someone's probably seen it there. True crime has also contributed to the forest's haunted reputation, as a series of murder victims were discovered there between 1978 and 2001. Mm. There is no camping in the forest itself, which is probably for the best, but anyone brave enough can spend a frightful night near the KOA campground in Middleborough, Right on the edge of the Bridgewater Triangle. There's a, a satanic cult that operated out there that we'll probably talk about it on maybe another episode. But yeah, they were allegedly killing people and stuff. But that's what that's what that thing said. Yeah. Satanic cults. I mean, you name it, it's there. Yeah, don't want to go there. That's a Demon place. dogs. Demon dogs. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> All right, as always, let's do verses. Yes. All right, so shake up the super duper secret box. I'm going to let you draw. All right, as always, we take one scary thing, and we pit it against another scary thing, and we determine which one we think is scarier. Yep, and let's see what it is this week. <laughs> All right, here we go. 
Beheaded versus hanging. Oh, gosh. Man, that one's rough. Yeah, it is. Which one's scarier? Uh, I'm going to have to say uh, hanging. Yeah. Because at least being beheaded seems like real quick. You know, I, I think being really hung is really quick, too, though. Or hanged. I, or being hanged. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I... I don't know. It, it's not always. Maybe sometimes it snaps your neck and yeah. you die instantly. But a lot of those people, they just lift it up and let them choke to death. Yeah, I don't want that. You know what I mean? I, I think that being hanged is scarier. Yeah, being hanged is scarier. It also makes me think about the Bennett lady. Remember? Yes. What was that show called? The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, The Haunting of Hill House. That the show's Bennett. so good. Yeah, right? She broke her neck because of hanging. Yeah. Yeah. And then had to live that life for the rest. For yeah, it's insane. That was a really. If you need a good scary show to watch, Netflix sure made one with the first season of that show. Yeah, the Haunting the of Hill House. House. That was really. It's a little slow, but throughout the show, it's creepy. I like yeah. watch, trying to watch it every year. Yeah, I like it too. So, I, I guess that was pretty hands down. Like, I'd rather be headed. Uh, by I mean, being beheaded beheading. is scary. But, like, the anticipation for either. I don't know. The anticipation for the hanging, for me, just seems grueling. Yeah, I think that hanged is worse. But be, having being decapitated, that sucks. You know, I could see my head being cut off. It's harder for me to understand my neck being broken. Ugh. See? Your reaction right there? Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think, though? I Are mean, you... I, I'm i so scared, like, watching gymnastics and stuff. Watch it. Like, I'm afraid they're going to land on their heads. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of times, like, on Ridiculousness, I don't watch it if I think they're about to get hurt. <laughs> I shut my eyes. No broken bones? Because I, like, I'm so scared I'm going to see somebody, like, snap their neck. So, I, I guess you're right. Well, what do you think? Do you think uh, beheadings, you know, with a guillotine or a sword are scarier? You can always tell us, Haunted Haze Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or Facebook and Instagram. At Haunted Haze Podcast. Yeah, message us there. Until next time. Peace out. Peace out. Stay haunted.